Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. Today is January the 24th. Here we are moving our way through the first month of the new year. I hope you're doing well. Everything, thankfully, is going well over here. Today I want to talk a little bit about a few topics that I'm sure most of you are familiar with, but I'm hoping to combine them together and present it in such a way that I can give you a new way to take a fresh look at what it may take to grow your business in the months ahead. Now, I've been in the marketing field for what feels like forever. So it does take something a bit out of the ordinary to get me excited about the topic in general at times. And thankfully, this is one of those days. So, you know, because just like an award-winning recipe, it's not necessarily the ingredients alone that create the end result, but how they're combined together. Uh, That's the angle that I'd like to come at today. I want to talk about the building of an audience while selling products and looking at it as a strategy. I think that this is the one thing that I can definitely say. People always ask if you were starting over in 2023, what would you do? How would you approach it? And I would say that this way that I'm going to describe to you today, starting from ground zero, has the most appeal, at least for how I'm looking at it. Now, a few years ago, this started because I was listing a few products on Etsy. Some were low-cost items, and one of them was a collector's item that was quite expensive. I believe we listed it for somewhere between fifteen dollars and $20,000. So now, just in case you're wondering, we didn't sell it, but we did sell some of the lower-cost items. And all of these items belonged to my parents. They had been around the house for years. I was just helping them to unload them to sell them. Now, if this was happening back in the late 1990s when I was getting started online, I would have done all of this directly through my own website because we didn't have specialty platforms for selling many things the way we do today. We had a few specialty sites, but nothing like today. The main thing we had were these online forums that were built around various topics, and a lot of these forums grew to be huge. Matter of fact, these forums existed from, I would say, the mid-1990s all the way through to when social media got its start back in the early days. And I hate to say it, but those forums were so much better as far as being able to interact and communicate than what we have today with Facebook. The organic reach was such that you could grow your entire brand and connect with an ever-growing audience, real people, just by participating on a forum. And it was fun. And also, for the most part, people were nice to one another. Yeah, there was always, you know, the few, and they wound up getting booted. But these forums allowed you to create a signature file. And that little file would appear sometimes beneath, depending on what which forum it was. When you posted information, you would have that little signature beneath where people could click on a link or see something that you wanted to mention. It was just a small file, much like we see today, done in emails. But as I said, there was no algorithm working against you. And so getting your message out there took but a fraction of the effort that it does today. And so every time you post it, 
if people were interested in some of the other things that you had, it wasn't it didn't take a, a superhuman effort to get them to check out your website or whatever it was that you were linking to. So now here's the point that I wanted to bring out. If you want to sell anything, you need to have an audience. Some people get discouraged because they create a product and they're trying to market it on social media. And maybe they only sell five to seven units by participating in a group or something like that or on their business page. What they don't realize is, and these aren't people that are using paid ads, but maybe only 100 people saw their offer. I mean, you could have a group with thousands and thousands of people, but instead of thousands of people seeing whatever it is that you post it, really it's only hundreds. Now I'm going to get more into this in just a moment. Before we go any further, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter. This is volume two of my monthly newsletter. It's available right now at jimsnewsletter.com. If you haven't signed up for that, go ahead and check that out. And one-to-many-system.com. This is the home of my newly launched coaching program. And this program is designed to build you a complete marketing and sales system for your business, including a new conversion-focused website. I think you're going to love this program, and it's available now at one-to-many-system.com. All right, getting back to what I was saying about, you know, if you have five or six sales of something and you're a little bit kind of discouraged about that, believe me, I've been there. I know it. Um, If 100 people saw it, I mean, just because you're in a group where there's thousands of people, it doesn't mean that all of those people have seen whatever it is that you've posted or the offer that you've made. And we all know that, especially uh, with modern social media. In the past, with the old-fashioned forums, there wasn't an intelligent algorithm making sure that only a limited amount of people would see you selling anything because we're in a pay-to-play system. Facebook goes out of business unless advertisers open up their wallets and take out their credit cards. And the algorithms are smart enough that it doesn't make any difference whether you have a, a business page, a personal page, or a group page, that they're going to make sure that if you're selling something, if you have a salesy introduction and a link that leads to a buy button somewhere that's outside of Facebook, then you're not going to get the same traction that you have in the past. So they're literally working against you. If you look at it, just black and white. So with that in mind, let's go on a little bit further because I really want to get into this topic as it relates to where your sales and online marketing are going as we continue to move on through the new year. You know, this is one of the reasons why I tell people they need to build a personal brand because we don't remember products like we used to. We don't remember even website addresses like we used to. We remember people. We remember people that produce content that's helpful. We remember people that write articles that educate us, that are enjoyable to read. The people that create videos that do the same thing. The online world is the perfect world to build a personal brand, especially when we have a glut of information, articles, and videos. Most of these things, unfortunately, the reason why we're just drowning in them, are transactional in nature. Let me say that again. Most of the information out there, the reason why it seems so ho-hum, the reason why it seems crappy is because most of this is transactional in nature. Now, what exactly does that mean? In business, a transaction is an exchange of goods or services for money, right? So something that's transactional is something that is related to that exchange. But 
Transactional can also refer to the type of relationship that people have with each other. So a transactional relationship would be one in which the parties are primarily focused on the exchange of goods and services that they're getting from one another rather than on building a deeper connection or relationship. And this type of relationship is typically seen in the business or commercial interactions that we see today where the parties are focused on getting what they want or what they need from one another. Whereas when you build a personal brand, it's not just transactional in nature. So the former, what I just described, um, can also describe a communication style. Okay, and we see this a lot on YouTube. I was thinking about why certain video channels only grow to a point and then they seem to stagnate. And I haven't taken really a scientific approach to this, but I'm just thinking about the information that I found valuable, that some of my friends have found valuable, and how some of those things can be looked at and used to better communicate whatever you and I have, let's say, to our own audiences. So transactional can also describe a communication style where the focus is on an exchange of information or instructions as opposed to building a deeper relationship or understanding. So transactional communication is often seen in a business or professional setting where the goal is to convey information or instructions quickly and effectively. So if you get that from watching a video, if you get that from reading a blog post, or if you get that from purchasing a product after reading a review, once you get whatever the benefit is, there's nothing really tying you to the source of that information, to the source of that communication. There's no pull to go back and get some more because what you have received was strictly transactional. The communication was transactional. The step-by-step -step was transactional. The communication style was transactional. And that's why I believe so many struggle to grow their brands beyond a certain point today because the content they produce is almost exclusively transactional in nature. So when I use the word transactional, I'm talking about an exchange of goods or services where the focus is on getting what is needed and not, not on building a relationship. So building a personal brand in 2023 has as much to do with being relatable to others, relatable to your audience, as it does the information that you're sharing with them. If you build an audience first, consider this. If you build an audience first, making sales will come much faster and easier to you because you'll be sharing your creations with a large group of people who are already interested in not only your topic, but in you. See, and that's the difference. That's what's going to separate the people who have much better success and experience on a higher level from people who do not. But audience building can be tough and it can take longer than most people anticipate. And that's why we have so many e-commerce platforms like we do today, platforms such as Etsy. Etsy is an example. Amazon is another. So it comes down to this. If you already have an established audience, if you're communicating your message in such a way that it's not just transactional, then you know, you're ready to move forward with selling more products, selling more services. Now, you could do it with a tiny audience. I'm not saying that you can't, 
but with a tiny audience comes lower numbers of sales, right? It's just, you just do the math. Now, if you're in the process of building an audience and you're frustrated because more people aren't buying your products, again, you just have to look at the numbers. The long game, building an audience, making real human-to-human connections is great. But it doesn't solve the short-term problems that a lot of people are facing right now, which is cash flow, right? Because your cash is buying less in January of 2023 than it did in January of 2022. Your bills, your insurances, everything else is probably higher than it was 12 months ago. So the short game, so we look at the long game, but we still have to consider the short game. I've always been a long game type of player. I bet you you wouldn't have come to that conclusion. But I've always been the type of person to focus on the long game. I'm the kind of person that focuses on more of a patient type of strategy because I know that if I play the long game, I'll be competing against fewer people. That's the way I looked at it. Yes, you do, you do not get that immediate satisfaction from taking longer to get there. But when you get there, what you've built is stronger than taking shortcuts. But the short game, and I don't want to look at the short game like it's a shortcut, but the short game, meaning putting points on the board right here, right now, today, this week, solves or potentially solves some of your cash flow challenges, and it solves them faster. Why do so many companies sell on Amazon? Because Amazon solved their audience problem. Why do so many creatives sell their products on Etsy? Because Etsy solved the audience problem. Or how about Creative Market or Udemy.com or Skillshare.com or TeachersPayTeachers.com? Okay, these are all examples of platforms that a group of people invested time, energy, and money to build because they wanted to solve a problem that a lot of people in that niche had, which was the building of the audience. And in return, they give you access to their audience for a percentage of the sales that are made. Okay, that's it in the nutshell. So now let's zoom out and consider the big picture strategy. You'll make less money on these platforms per sale than you will if you sold your products and services directly from your own platform or website that you have 100% control over. And you have zero control of the rules, regulations, or changes that may come to that platform or that platform may decide to impose. For example, a lot of Amazon sellers, smaller businesses, they've left the platform with more than just a few grievances, quite a few. So your presence on any of these platforms shouldn't be the end-all be-all, but just a single step in what would be considered a multi-step strategy. So first, each platform, regardless of which one you're going to start with, has its own algorithm. So learn the basics. For some of you, The basics, you can tick all the boxes just by watching a handful of YouTube video tutorials. Those are free. For others, buying an ebook on the topic may be all it takes. You don't have to spend a lot of money to learn the basics. That's all you need to get started. Now, for some people, learning can be a crutch. It's a way to avoid getting started because you never feel like you know enough. But... When it comes to courses, knowledge, and information, it's the application of all of the things that you see in the book or that you're watching in the video. That's really how you learn. So the quicker you can start applying what you're getting from the books or the videos or anything else, the better. Okay, so you get started. 
You can start building an audience on one of these platforms, but here's the difference. You're getting paid while you're doing it. Let me say that again. Let's take Etsy. That was the first one I mentioned. You can start building an audience on Etsy for your business, right? An audience while getting paid. In other words, if you're creating any, if you have anything creative, I mean, there's all kinds of things on sale. There's planners, there's graphics, there's templates. There are physical products that are packaged and mailed. Any type of creative thing that you do can be sold on Etsy. Even just digital downloadable products, those can also be sold on Etsy. So maybe there's an audience for you there on Etsy. Now consider this for a minute. Most of us, myself included, have spent time on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, LinkedIn, etc. And we've given of our knowledge and our insights for years absolutely free. But people don't go to these platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, with the intent or mindset on making a purchase. Most go to do the exact opposite. They want to learn how to do it themselves. They want to get information for free. And that's fine. There's a place for everything. But when people go and they browse on a website like an Etsy or Skillshare or Udemy or Amazon, they're entering in with a buying mindset. In other words, the buying mindset is already there. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with building your brand, giving away free information, talking in conversations in the inbox, DMing people, solving problems and doing all of this on social media. People have been doing this for years. But you can also be doing the same thing on one or two other platforms that already have a built-in audience of buyers for the kind of products that you're selling. Now, sure, you may have to buy an ebook or watch a few YouTube videos to learn the ins and outs of how an Etsy or how a Udemy or how some of the others work. I have a list of them. I'm just going to read it off quickly to you. But for example, when I was checking out Etsy not too long ago, after I had my initial experience with them, one of the more experienced Etsy sellers said that one of the things that she wished she would have known going in was that it pays, as far as the Etsy algorithm goes, to be maybe a little more prolific. In other words, instead of just creating one product and putting it there, create several. So maybe you have, instead of one guide, you're going to start with three guides or something to that effect. And, and that makes sense when you think about it, but that's something that you may not consider when you're just getting started. So it does help to hear what other people who have been on these platforms for a while have to say. So here's just a quick list of some other e-commerce platforms that are similar to Etsy, or some of them are, are different, but let me just read down this list quickly. There's Artfire. Big Cartel, Story Envy, that's Store Envy, Store Envy, Society6, Zibit, that's Z-I-B-B-E-T, Redbubble, Folksy, and Not on the High Street. When I first heard about Not on the High Street, I thought, that has a British kind of feel to it. And yeah, that's where, that's where they're located. And uh, now if you're thinking about Udemy, or that's the way I call it, I know some people call it Udemy, then there are other options in that category, too, in the learning category. For example, there's Linda, which is now LinkedIn Learning, and they have a wide range of courses on business, technology, creative skills, and professional development. There's Skillshare. Matter of fact, a few years back, Skillshare approached me and asked if I'd be interested in 
creating courses uh, for them. I never did. To be honest, I responded to their email, asked them a few questions, and they never responded. So I kind of think that I was just in a group of people. They were mass mailing, people that were content creators that they were aware of. But so, but Skillshare is there. It's a community-driven platform, and they focus on uh, creative and design skills. And just to, they have a wide range of classes that are taught by uh, people in various industries, professionals. Uh, if you're already teaching for free, when you think about it, on your social media posts, if you're already basically creating short tutorials, then why not get paid? Why not test it out for yourself by putting a small course or two on one of these platforms? Now, keep in mind, we're not talking about these platforms versus tools, like we would look at WordPress as a tool that we can create and sell content on our own WordPress sites. Teachable is a tool. Kajabi, Thinkific, uh, Profi, Podia, these are all tools that we can create and sell content through. What I'm talking about is a little bit different. I'm talking about borrowing or drawing an audience that exists on another e-commerce platform. So it's not the delivery system that we're focusing on. It's the fact that a lot of people are already there, already buying that kind of product. We're not talking about a tech challenge or tech solution. There's so many of those. We're talking about building an audience. Now imagine getting a thousand or more new eyes on your product over the next several weeks from one of these platforms. I'm not saying that it's going to be that easy, but it's going to be a whole lot easier than you trying to do the same thing without taking out your credit card on a social media platform. Now, someone may say, yes, but I checked out some of these platforms in the past, and there's just so much competition in my niche in these, on these platforms. But what's your point? There's competition for everything. Matter of fact, there's competition just for attention alone. It doesn't even matter what the topic is on any given social channel on any given day. So the, you know, the difference is, is that you're going to a place where you'll find fans and customers. They're already there. They're already buying the kind of thing that you're trying to sell on these other social platforms that's getting more difficult every day. Your customers are probably, if you're a creative, they're already on an Etsy. They're already on a Skillshare. And you're never going to cross paths with them on a social channel unless you invest in paid advertising. That's the black and white of it. And yes, Etsy, Udemy, Big Cartel, Artfire, they all take a cut. But it's not an upfront cut, right? The way paid ads work. They take their cut after they make the sale. Now, I know that there is a listing fee on Etsy, it's so minimal to me. It's just a, it's it's a non-conversation uh, issue when it comes to that. I'm not sure about Big Cartel or Artfire or any of the others. I'm aware they're there, but I'm assuming they're all more or less the same with that. And remember, the people on these platforms, they're there to browse and they're there to buy. They're not there to get free information because these are not free information platforms. These are e-commerce platforms. So I'm not suggesting that you build an entire business that's reliant on another platform, like an Artfire or a Big Cartel or an Etsy or a Udemy or any of those. I'm just saying that if you think about how business works and how business grows, especially in the short term, I'm a long-term 
type of thinker. But the, the older I get, I realize that sooner or later, um, you know, I have to put as much emphasis on the short term as I do the long term. No, the bills come every month, right? We can think about how we may be paying the bills two or three down, years down the line if what we're doing right now succeeds. But we also have to get the bills that we're coming, showing up today, paid today. So in the short term, why limit yourself to just social media or to only social media to build your buyer base? You still need to make money while you're building out your brand. You still need to make money while you're getting likes and shares. You still need to make money while you're building uh, and networking and creating goodwill with your audience. And this, at the very least, can help a lot of people out during the short term. Let me finish by talking a little bit about digital products, because that's the kind of product you'll want to be selling on the platforms that I've been talking about today. Let's use Etsy again for this example. Originally, I saw Etsy as the type of platform that was strictly for selling things such as crafts, handmade items, specialty items, things like that. And then one day while I was on the platform, I decided to search for some of the items that I'd normally be looking for on other platforms. I'm talking about items related to WordPress, website design, digital marketing. And to my surprise, I saw quite a few of these items that were on sale there. Now, most of the designers and the developers that I know, they sell their services. That's how they make their money on places like Upwork or People Per Hour or Fiverr and so on. There's just a lot of places where you can go and sell a service. But remember, we're not looking to sell services on a platform like Etsy or on any of these other e-commerce platforms. We're looking to sell products, more specifically, digital products. We're looking to create and sell things that can be downloaded by the end user without any direct involvement or modifications or anything like that on your part. Maybe the only work that you would have to do is occasionally answer an inquiry or some kind of customer support question. For the most part, we're just talking about simple products. So go ahead and check out the platform for yourself or some of the other ones that I've mentioned and do a few searches there for things that you might buy, things that you're interested in, things that you think might help your business. And then go ahead and do a search for things that you might be interested in selling yourself and see if other people already are marketing and promoting and selling products that would be similar to the things that you'd be creating, marketing and selling. Now, one of the things you have to remember is and this was something that it took me for a while to be able to just, I don't know what the right way to explain it would be, but I had a service-minded mentality for so long, willing to go the extra mile, willing to connect and network with people and do all of that, that when the time came to focus more on productizing a service or selling products directly, it took a while to have that mental shift where, think about this. If we were going to create a product that was going to go in a grocery store, let's say some type of meal, then what we would have to do, and we're not talking about anything in the frozen food section or in the refrigerated section. I'm just talking about something that's in the box. We would have everything pre-measured. We would have the instructions in the box or inside the packaging or somewhere in there, and it would be a complete item for sale. In other words, no one's going to call us up. We don't, we're not going to have a number or an email address on the box where we're going to be able to talk people through making that meal or putting that product together, a dessert or a cake or whatever it happens to be. We just have everything they need 
in that box. And if they need something else that can't be included in the box, then of course that's going to be in the instructions. And you know, I'm oversimplifying this because I don't want to go too far down a rabbit trail here. You get the point. Simplicity. That's what I'm talking about. Creating something that is not the end-all be-all, but it solves a single problem. Sometimes it takes a little bit of effort to get out of the service mindset into the product creation one. But if you spend some time on these platforms and you look at what's for sale, then you'll begin to find that it's easier to consider maybe what you would be prepared to create for yourself, what you are capable of doing. Because I have to tell you, so many times I've looked at some of the digital products that were for sale and I thought to myself, I can't believe this person has a thousand sales or four thousand sales of this one simple template. This doesn't seem like something that people would buy, but when you see that the numbers are there, well, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. So this is something that you can be doing. Now, in the technical side of things, in the technical space, if you wanted to teach someone SEO and you have a service-minded mentality, then you have this long laundry list of things that you're going to have to explain and create videos around and create this full-blown course. But when it comes to creating a simple product, something as easy as a checklist that goes point by point by point with a little bit of explanation beneath, those are the kind of things that people enjoy buying. And more often than not, sometimes they utilize these things more than they do these full-blown long courses that have multiple videos. And, and let me just say this. Let me just put it out there as plain as I can. There is a market for both. There is a market for people who want to go all in and spend thousands of dollars and learn how to do it and go through a coaching program. I know that because I have this for myself. But there's also a lot of people out there that are only going to be willing to spend you know, $50, $100, $30. And these are more of the do-it-yourself types. I've talked about these kinds of people before. They're not willing to spend a lot of money. That's not how they approach learning something new. They'll buy an ebook, yes. They'll spend $30 on a mini course, yes. But you're not going to get them to spend two, three, four hundred and up from there. That's just not the way they're wired. And so whether you create a checklist and you can have links in a PDF that lead to other videos or other learning materials or even affiliate products that you may sell, these are the kinds of things, these are the kinds of digital products that are available right now on Etsy. So go ahead and, and check those things out for yourself. If you're in another space like fitness, health, wellness, whatever it happens to be, just check out the products that are available there. You'll discover that they're short, they're easy to consume, and they're information-based products. All right, now the point is, let's wrap this up. Go where your audience is and where they're already buying and start selling there while at the same time you continue to build your own platform. If you don't have an established audience already, this is something that at the very least is worth looking into and thinking about. All right, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever else you happen to be. Or you can send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes are available there as well. 
Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.